Welcome to Focus on the Future, our future planning podcast for caregivers and families supporting people with disabilities. Focus on the Future is a podcast of the ARC Minnesota, a nonprofit advocacy organization working with people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. My name is Alicia Wolf. I'm an advocate with the ARC Minnesota and your host for Focus on the Future. In this week's episode, we will dive into the whys and hows of future planning. I will be talking with the Cadwell family from New Brighton, Minnesota. In this episode, they will share ups and downs of their future planning experience and encourage others to start planning now. Thanks for joining us. When you have a child who has a disability, you think that you have to have it all figured out in a matter of months kind of thing or, you know, and it's, it's okay. And it doesn't have to be scary. You can figure things out, try things out. Maybe, maybe your child will love it. Maybe you'll all hate it. Hey, but at least you tried. And um, it's okay to, to put yourself out there and it's okay to have dreams. Welcome to Focus on the Future. This is the first official episode. In this episode, we are going to be talking more in depth about future planning, what it is, how you can start planning, and just some overall things to consider, as well as why people plan, and then a little bit about the ARCS services and a family that I interviewed recently to share about their experience in future planning. So usually when families come to us and want to do intentional future planning, it's for a variety of reasons. Sometimes it can be because something's happened in their lives and it has brought awareness to the fact that they're a caregiver and they, their children will probably outlive them. When we first developed Future Life Options uh, back in 2006, we were hearing a lot of caregivers coming to us and saying, I'm the sole caretaker for my son or daughter with a disability. What happens when I pass away? So this was the foundation of of our program. And we collaborated with different community agencies and an attorney in this area to make sure that our programs were really all-encompassing of what a person needed to think about in future planning. So we started working with families to help people create a plan for the future. Legal planning, financial planning, and quality of life planning. All of them have important qualities where if you leave one of those out, the plan isn't going to be balanced. You need to do the legal planning, like the wills and the trusts, the financial planning, making sure that there's enough money and resources, like government and county resources as well. And then the quality of life planning, You've done so much work as a caregiver to make sure that your child is living a good life and you want to make sure that that good life continues regardless of anything that happens with you. And so these three elements really create a sturdy foundation for a future plan. We call it the three-legged stool. Without one of those aspects of planning, that stool isn't going to sit up right. I'll describe more about specifically how the ARC helps families when we work with people one-on-one in creating a future plan. But first, I wanted to introduce you to the Cadwell family. I started working with the Cadwell family about three or four years ago now, and we met when 
their son, Micah, who has autism, was about to turn 18. And so his family was going to different like transition fairs and presentations by the ARC and other organizations to find out more about what is called, quote unquote, educational transition, transitioning from high school to adult life. Um, And so this is where I met the Cadwell families and they are just really incredible people. And they ended up enrolling in our future life options program which is our all-encompassing future planning program. We've developed a few different options here at the ARC. So if people want to do full future planning, they can do our future life options program. And if they wanted to just start thinking about the future, we have various self-directed workbooks to do, um, smaller pieces of what we call person-centered planning. Person-centered planning is the idea that people know what they want for their lives And it takes a network to come together with people to really help and think collaboratively about a future. As a part of the Future Life Options Program, the Cadwells participated in their person-centered planning meeting with Micah. And at the time, he was 17, and he was a senior in high school, and he wanted to talk about his future employment and where he was going to live and stuff that he was going to do for fun. And so we talked about all of these different areas. And I still remember his meeting because Nicole and Frank, his parents, were really intentional with who they invited. They invited um, a music teacher, a few old school teachers. They invited some friends of theirs that also have children with disabilities and some family members as well. And there were so many people there that loved and appreciated Micah and wanted to help him create a good life forward. And it was just a really awesome meeting because we were able to talk about what Micah wants, but also what kind of support Micah needs and what kind of support Frank and Nicole can use in helping him achieve these goals. And this is really what we want out of future planning and person-centered planning meetings is for people to rally around a person and help them move forward. Because if I think about my life and the things that I like doing, I am a really independent person. I love to do solo backpacking trips and I love to spend full weekends just with me and my dog. And But I also am really, really connected to a network of friends that I have and to a few people. And my life would look drastically different without them. And so it doesn't really make sense to talk about my future, first of all, if if I wasn't part of the conversation, like unfortunately happens with many people with disabilities. But also, it wouldn't really make sense to talk about my future without the people that meant the most to me. And that's what was apparent in Micah's meeting, is that his parents were really intentional to bring together people that meant something to him and helped him create a conversation about what his future could look like. Enough of me talking about all this. Let's hear from the Cadwell family and learn from their experience. Welcome, Cadwell family. I'm really excited to have you guys here. Um, (laughs) If you guys could introduce yourself and tell me a fun fact about you. My name is Micah Cadwell. I play my guitar. 
You play your guitar uh, really, really well. A uh, uh, guitar. Oh, really, really well. Uh, uh. <sighs> That's perfect. Thank you, Micah. Uh, yeah, my name is uh, Frank. Well, let's see. I'm excited that Star Wars is coming out. Again, <laughs> finishing up this year. It's a fun fact. I enjoy that series. Nice. Thank you. Uh, and my name is Nicole, and I love the Chicago Cubs. We're we're a baseball family. Yes, so. we are that. Good. Okay, so uh, we already talked a little bit about what initially brought you to future planning. You got pulled in from advocacy and learning more about turning 18, um, or Micah turning 18. And as you reflect on planning with the Ark of Minnesota, what would you say was the best part of the experience? Um, I think my biggest takeaway after the experience was um, the, the peace of mind that it brought because um, it, was, it was broken down into steps that we could handle and it didn't seem so overwhelming then afterwards um it was just nicely laid out and we had a lot of questions nobody made us feel stupid with the questions we had so i think for me it was just just so nice to um and at the end to have that binder and to have everything in one area so if anything like even if frank and i were just out one night and something happened to Micah, somebody could go to that binder and see what medication he's on, you know, things like that. So I think really just the peace of mind that it, it brings. Thank it's you. really nice. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I, I, I think that we just had um, maybe more concerns because of his epilepsy as well. So that, to build on what she was saying in terms of making sure, you know, there's an understanding with people that are taking care of them, kind of that piece of mind. Yeah, so it wasn't only thinking about the future and planning for the future, it was making sure that Micah was safe here and now and taking care yes. of Yes, right. What about future planning in general? The whole process of setting up your will and talking to a financial planner and documenting everything that you do to support Micah, what's something that you would tell families about that process? that it's okay. Well, <laughs> one of the things for me, I felt like, well, other than like, and of course it's a huge piece, but like taking care of Micah, but it's not like you have to be a millionaire and think that, um, you know, it's okay that if you don't have a million dollars in the bank, um, you know, to work with these financial planners, they don't care. They just really want to help you and help you for the future. And, um, not just, you know, for you, for your whole family, um, you don't have to be a Rockefeller to do that kind of stuff. I would say to just, there's always, we were surprised by what came out of the future planning. Like there was a lot more that we got out of than, than we thought. How do you mean? Might. Well, so at the beginning of it, it's like, okay, we're going to do these things and this will you know, we'll get X, Y, Z out of it, but really the, you find things as you go through it that are not necessarily as apparent. Like, for example, being able to 
get more ideas or advocate more or do these other things that are sort of side benefits of it. So, you know, I think that there's, there's more that comes out of it than you might even think. Well, I feel like I was pretty optimistic about it anyway, but I was, I think we were surprised by just some of the, some of the ancillary things that, that are, are, that come out of the future plan. And Micah's person-centered planning meeting we had here, and it was probably one of the best person-centered planning <laughs> meetings that I still to this day have facilitated. <laughs> I didn't say that. And because you are such, you're a family with so much life and so much love, and all the people in your life are full of life and love. And um, the person-centered planning meeting is where we talked about Micah's future Mm -hmm. and what your hopes and your goals were and what Micah's hopes and goals were for your future. And then we talked about who could support him and what specific ways and what steps needed to happen to move forward. Yeah. What was the experience of that planning meeting like for you guys as parents? It was overwhelming and awesome all at the same time. Uh, the awesome part was having all these people in one room who, um, who love your child and who want to see the best for him. And um, so that part was really great. And along with that, though, the overwhelming piece was, was all that love and support. And, um, and when you, as a parent, when you have a child with any kind of special needs, um, you know, you worry about that if other people will love your kid or, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, um, here in one room were all these people that love Micah and only want the best for him. It was really, um, yeah, it was great. And um, and as a parent, it, I in my mind, I go back to that meeting a lot because um, you know, we got, I think Frank and I felt a lot of support there and, um, and a lot of hope, you know, um, it just, it didn't seem so scary then. So yeah, it was, it was a great experience. And I would say it said, it said a lot about Micah because all these people did love him and he's a big part of why. So yeah, um, he's kind of the main reason why. Yeah. Yeah. why? Well, it's, it's, I mean, it's what he, it was, it was, it was quite inspiring to see how he's affected people. And that yeah. was something that was brought to that meeting is yeah. how, how much people said things about things, about the way they rethought stuff because of because his of reactions to things or the way he approached life or those sorts of things. So it was quite, that piece was quite inspiring. Is there anything in the process that you wish you would have done differently? Um, I think for me, I wish... Um, I would have had my information gathered if, kind of before we started. And I know that sounds silly because I didn't know everything, all the information that we would need. Um, but it just, uh, that would have been helpful for me. I, I kind of like to be, be planned out and know what, what you need and things like that. I, um, I wish I would have been more prepared in that way. Um, like having his list of medication or emergency contacts, things like that. I didn't, it was stuff I really hadn't thought about, even though I fill out that paperwork every year for school and stuff. Um, just 
with that. And I think too, like just the mindset of um, being open to hearing information um, and not feel overwhelmed by it because it really was very helpful information. And I tend to overthink things too much. So I get nervous and worried if I'm doing things right and stuff like that. So yeah, just being a little more, feel, well, maybe that's more like just feeling more open and not um, feeling like I was doing something wrong, maybe. Yeah. Kind of thing. Intimidated yeah. by the process. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. part of the process too in future life options is coordinating it all and putting it together. So as you say that you wish that you would have put it all together, part of the process is just putting it all it's together. True. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. Yeah. yeah. I wish we would have done it earlier, actually, if I, if we could go back, like when he was 16 or 17 in particular, but being so close to him turning 18 and his senior year, uh, that that was a lot busier than we, we realized. So that last year of high school. Yeah. So you yeah. wish that you would have started the future planning process when Micah was like 16? That would have been, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point about his senior year because he's he's a pretty social guy. Like, you know, he had 120 people that came to his graduation party and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So he, you know, he's pretty, uh, you know, he has a lot of friends. So it's sure just, does. it was a lot of, <laughs> you know, so he had a lot of things, you know, that we wanted him to experience too whether it was you know at least getting a taste of prom or prom, this or yeah. that or, you know and it's just all those dates really kind of stacked on each other so doing future planning before the chaos of senior year would <laughs> right. have been yeah. better yes yeah well they wound up i mean and it's great they gave him an award that you know so then there was you know everything was like another date not that it's a bad it was wonderful but yeah yeah I all think, these things i think we, we just plan. yeah we just got surprised by a lot yeah. of different Okay. It was all good, but just but all good. All but, busy. You know, all busy. busy. Yeah. And so. what was the hardest part of the program of doing the future planning? What was the most difficult? I would say coming um, to terms with um, looking at things when you're gone. Yes. And that's you don't really want to, you know. It's hard to think about when, when we're not around for Micah and, and things like that. So. A lot of families, when they start to think about future planning, they know that it's a process that they need to do and want to do it and then get really caught up in the fear of having to confront the reality of your own mortality, you know, right. confront the reality that there's going to be a time that you're no longer going to be around to support your child. Yeah. How did you guys process that? We've talked about this in the past where neither of us are afraid of death so I think it's a little easier for us to talk about because it's just you know it's a it's there it's a reality I think that made it easier for us to to come to terms with it um that's what I would say yeah and the fact that he's an only child too kind of puts that a other like more pressure on for us too to figure things out for when we pass because it's not like there's a sibling that can help out yeah, so I think that kind of him being an only child kind of puts pressure to and yeah to do that planning and have yeah. that conversation. Yeah, yeah, and I would say that even if he wasn't, I think it's very important to us that we don't burden other 
people. Yeah. So with this necessarily. So not that it's a burden. I mean, that's a bad way of putting it, but they should be able to live their life, even if there was a sibling involved. And and maybe there's gonna be some things, but at least make sure that he's, you know, taken care of financially and otherwise. So that, you know, there might be some things that they need to do to make sure that he's safe and to make sure that things are taken care of, but that that financially everything is set up and you know it's just a matter of sort of doing some administration things that need to be done. Thank you. Is there anything else that you wanted to potentially voice in any regard? So it could be about future planning, it could be about the ARC in general, it could be about your life and what you've learned as caregivers or um, your love for Micah. You know, you could literally say anything at this point. I think sometimes I'm just, you know, as a parent of somebody with special needs, you sometimes get tired of just always asking. You know, as a parent, you just sort of want to know sometimes. And, you know, you go through all these years, you know, Micah was diagnosed with autism before he was three. So we've been playing this game for years and you get kind of tired of it, you know. So you just sort of want to do what you want to do and not think about, oh, what state programs do I need to learn about? Or, you know, what um, school offers for him? Or, you know, you just sort of want to be. Um, so it, it's easy to get kind of stuck in that rut for a while, but um, you just can't allow yourself to stay there very long. It's just the whole process can, you know, kind of get you down or mm-hmm. be overwhelming that way. But um you shared with me one time too that it it becomes frustrating because you don't know the questions that you need to ask. <laughs> yes, right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. When you have a child who has a disability, you think that you have to have it all figured out in a matter of a month, kind of thing, or you know. And it's it's okay, and it doesn't have to be scary. You can figure things out, try things out, maybe. Maybe your child will love it. Maybe you'll all hate it. Hey, but at least you tried. And um, it's okay to, to put yourself out there. And it's okay to have dreams. And it doesn't have to be... It can be hopeful. So, and, yeah. And I think the, the ARC has really helped in that. Sorry. And that um, that there there are people out there um, who are willing to help Micah, and in his future can be very bright. And it, it yeah, it doesn't have to be so scary. Doesn't have to be so scary. <laughs> Thank you. If this episode inspired questions for an advocate at the ARC, please give us a call at 833-450-1494. On the next episode of Focus on the Future, we will be talking with Jason Shellick about estate planning. We'll cover various kinds of trusts and why legal planning is important. I hope you'll join us. Focus on the Future is a podcast of the ARC Minnesota. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite streaming service to stay up to date with the newest episodes. 
If you're enjoying listening, please support the podcast and our mission by donating at arcminnesota.org podcast. Our podcast music is composed and recorded by Micah Cadwell. Micah is a talented guitarist from New Brighton, Minnesota, who also has autism. Thank you, Micah.